You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week. Really quickly, if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel under Kyla Jackson, make sure that you go and subscribe. I've been posting weekly content on there that gives you a more hands-on approach on how to get out of your head and execute. So I've been showing you exactly how I prioritize tasks when everything seems important, showing you things like how I plan out my week and my journaling methods that keep my mind focused. So definitely go ahead and subscribe to get more of that content. The link will be in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode, and it's actually going to start off with a story time. So recently, I was going grocery shopping, and I happened to be at Aldi's. And after I got my cart on my way into Aldi's, a man stopped me, and he asked me a really strange question. Usually, they might ask if you have any spare change or if you have any money, but this man asked me if I could buy him a container of organic orange juice. Now, I was really perplexed because that was such a specific request. And so I was like, you know what? I'll see what I can do. In my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they have like a smaller thing in orange juice. It's going to be no more than like a dollar or two. It's fine. So I go in and I grocery shop and I'm, you know, get out of my items and I stop past the orange juice aisle. And I see that this organic orange juice is like $5. Now, that may not be a lot to y'all, but for me, I'm not even spending $5 on organic orange juice for myself. So I walked right past that aisle and I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. Get somebody else to do it, right? So then I'm circling around getting the rest of my items. And then I start to feel bad because I'm like, you know what? It's only $5, like $5 you can lend to somebody else to get some orange juice. So after about maybe like 20 minutes of grocery shopping, I pick up the orange juice and I go ahead and head to the aisle and I'm preparing to give this man the orange juice when I leave. And so when I leave out, I notice that the man is gone. And I'm literally in my mind like, why would this man leave after asking me to get him something so specific? And then I remember I got in the car and I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I was just like, you know what? At least I have some organic orange juice to eat with my breakfast now. And so as I'm driving home, I hear the Lord say, that's exactly what you do to me. You change position after you ask me for something. And I got real quiet. Like, you know, that face that you make when God checks you and you just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, that was me. And so I began to ask the Lord, like, what do you mean? He was like, you asked me for very specific things. And then right as I'm about to give it to you, you get tired, you get weary and you change position. You're no longer praying like you used to. You're no longer showing up in your word. You begin to speak against what I'm doing by murmuring and complaining. And so you've then changed out of position when the whole time I was preparing to give you the thing that you asked for. Listen, that thing tore me up. Who knew that a simple encounter over organic orange juice would turn into me getting checked by the Holy Spirit? Now, as I was driving, he continued to expand on the revelation and he was saying, you as a human, were going to keep your word. Even though you told him that you'll see what you can do, how much more am I going to keep my word? 
If you kept your word for something as simple as getting a stranger organic orange juice, I, the God who never lies and who has told you time and time again that I will do what I asked, how much more likely am I to give you the things that you asked for? He was like, you need to raise your level of expectation. If a man on the street can ask you for an organic orange juice that was more expensive than usually what you would buy, how much more should you be asking me for? Sometimes we can find ourselves asking for the bare minimum as if that's all God can give us. And a lot of times that happens from like being discouraged in previous seasons. So you get to the point and you're like, well, what's the point of even asking? You should always be asking in high expectation that what you have asked for will be given unto you. And it sounds so simple. I want you to think about in your life right now, something that you have just stopped asking God for. Maybe you asked and you believed in one season and it didn't happen for you. So you just kind of moved on to something else. You changed your position and your posture in prayer. And a lot of times we blame God, but we have to be consistent in prayer. There was a season in my life where I was just so over asking and waiting. I was just like, you know what? I just don't even care no more. I'm going to just kind of give up. And then recently the Lord talked to me about, you know, the process of waiting. And he was like, what else are you going to do besides wait? If you give up, you're never going to see it. You've been waiting this long. What is the difference between waiting a little bit longer? Like giving up is not an option. When God speaks a word, no matter how long it's going to take, no matter how unlikely it looks, no matter if nothing in your situation proves that it's going to come to pass, we have to rely on God's character where he says that his word will not return to him void. That if you ask anything in his name, according to his will, that it will be given unto you. But it also talks about in another scripture of having that expectation. Like if you ask the Lord for something and you do not expect to receive it or believe that he will do it, then you shouldn't ask at all. And so listen, that that simple encounter over organic orange juice just completely shifted the way that I interact with God. And I hope it does for you too. I hope it reminds you that you can be specific with your request. There is nothing that is too hard or too extravagant or too out of the ordinary for you to ask God for. You need to have the audacity to ask God for bold things, things that you couldn't do naturally, things that you can't take the credit for, things that are only supernatural because that's how God gets the glory. I remember listening to a sermon not too long ago and they were talking about how your your requests to God are boring. Like you're asking God for things that you could naturally do. And so God doesn't even have a chance to show himself mighty in your situation. And so I believe it was dangerous prayers. Um, It was a Bible plan that I was reading that I highly recommend anybody check out. But it was talking about raising the level of your prayers and asking for things that seem impossible. We have a God that operates in the realm of impossibility, like things that no one else can do. God can do. And so why do we continue to ask him for the bare minimum? Or even worse, stop asking at all. Now, I want to take a moment to deal with one of the reasons why I think that we stop praying or we move position before God comes through. And it's in the area of disappointment. And I want to share with you a passage of scripture um, about a woman who was so disappointed that she didn't even bother asking that even when the answer to her prayer was presented to her, she began to say, don't get my hopes up. 
And if you've ever been in that place where maybe you received a prophetic word or somebody came to encourage you about something that God told you a long time ago and you immediately kind of guarded your heart and maybe you didn't say it out loud, but in your mind you were like, don't get my hopes up. You're not the only one who has been in that place. And I want to show you that God will meet you there and still do what he promised to do. So in 2 Kings 4, I'm starting at verse 8. It talks about the story of Elisha and the woman from Shunem. Now, Elisha was a prophet who was known for kind of just traveling all over the place and people would open up their homes to him. And so in this particular place, there was a wealthy woman from a town named Shunem who allowed Elisha to come and stay with her. She actually built a place where he could come back consistently, you know, because she recognized that he was a man of God. And so again, in 2 Kings 4, starting at verse 8, it says, One day Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed, he would stop there for something to eat. She said to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. One day Elijah returned to Shunem and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elijah said to Gehazi, tell her we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied, my family takes good care of me. Later, Elijah asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elijah said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha said. Now, if you haven't already read that full story, I definitely recommend reading it because it's definitely a story about testing of the faith. And, you know, when things don't look like they're going your way, like God is still moving. Um, and so I definitely recommend reading that. But the thing I wanted to point out about this particular passage of scripture is what the woman's response to Elisha proclaiming over her something that she had been praying for for a long time. And you can tell she had been praying for a long time because she said, don't get my hopes up like that. As in, I had been praying for this for a long time. I haven't seen it happen. So she had grown weary and discouraged and probably changed her posture of prayer. Now, you can tell she wasn't necessarily bitter because she still began to serve and, you know, open up her home to this man of God. So she had some type of belief there, but you can tell that there were some deep wounds there. And a lot of us are in a similar position where we have been praying and praying and praying. And there were times where we joined the fast and we had all the faith that we had and it still didn't happen. And so we quietly just kind of put those things back into, you know, the back of our mind and never really prayed about it again. And what God is doing is he's sending prophetic words and he's sending encouragement and reminders, reminding you of the very thing that still hasn't happened yet. And he's not doing it to get your hopes up or to disappoint you, but he's doing it to allow you to get back in position. 
You have to get back into the position of prayer. You have to get back and be consistent. He's doing it to revive your hope, to revive your faith so that you will believe again. Even when it seems like it's been long past the point of where it can be fulfilled. This woman's husband was old. And we know that in the natural, being over a certain age can really make it difficult for you to bear a child. But we've seen it in God's history with Abraham and with Elizabeth and all these other people who were, you know, old and well past the age. But yet God is still doing it. And it's in this place where this woman who is pretending like she has everything that she needs, because when he first asked her, she said, oh, no, I'm good. My family takes care of me. I have everything that I need. But then when he spoke to her after speaking to Gehazi about what she really needed, he began to speak over her what God already promised her. And it hit a nerve and she began to kind of shut down and resort back to that place of disappointment. And so I believe that God is, again, encouraging us and reminding us of the things that he's promised because he knows that he's going to bring it to pass. Whether we had doubted in a season, he's giving us the strength to believe again, to try again, because his word is going to come to pass. But we have to partner with him in, number one, believing and being consistently in position, which means not moving in prayer, even when things don't look like it. Faith is the substance of things unseen. Walking by faith is walking by believing what God has said, not by what you can see. So it's not going to look like anything is happening. But at God's word, we have to stay consistent in prayer. And so what I believe the Lord is really saying is don't change your position. Hold your expectation. Believe that he will do what it is that he said and acts big. Acts for the thing that seems impossible. Speak the prophetic word that you were given out of your mouth. Find the scriptures that align with it and do not change your position. God's word will be fulfilled in your life in every area that he promised you. So be encouraged. It does not matter how long something takes. Scripture says, though the vision may tarry, wait for it. And we don't wait by being silent. We don't wait by listening to the voices of discouragement. We wait by coming into alignment with God's word and using our mouth, which is a weapon. And it also helps to bring these promises to pass. Speak the word of God and do not change your position. So as we just come to a close, I just want to say a prayer for those who are trying to find the strength to believe again. Lord, I pray right now, God, that those who have been wounded by disappointment, God, those who have been discouraged by the timelines that they have set that have not been met, God, I pray, God, that you would revive them in this place, that you would remind them that your word will not return back to you void, that all of your promises are yes and amen. Father, help them to keep their eyes on you, Lord, that they will not be distracted by what they do not see. They will not be distracted by the lies of the enemy, Father, but they will remember you. Lord, I pray that you would bind up their wounds, Father, and help them to trust you again. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would increase their faith. God, I pray that you would give them the courage to ask for bold things, God. Lord, allow them to celebrate, Father, the testimonies that you have been surrounding them with, God, because you wouldn't expose a testimony of something that, you know, they've also been praying for in order to torment them or to remind them of what they don't have, God. But you're sending it as a reminder of what you're already doing, God. You're already doing it for them behind the scenes, Father. So I pray, God, that you would revive them. 
that you would breathe life on their faith, God, that you would put the words in their mouth, Father, align the scriptures that they can speak these words out of their mouth, Father. And I pray, God, that they would not change their position, God, that they would hold fast to your word, Father, for it will be fulfilled, God. It shall not be delayed and it will surely take place according to your word, God. Lord, we thank you for the manifestation of these promises, God, in our lives. And we praise you, Father. We believe you. We come into agreement with your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, family. This wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. If you found it helpful, definitely send the link to a friend. And also be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as I'm posting weekly videos on there that will help you to get out of your head and execute. I love you guys and I'll talk to you on the next episode.